Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cambridge Football Show, episode 82. Uh, quite a lot of in- very, very interesting results this weekend as we're about to break down. Remember, this is our the first full week of uh, football after the finals last week, so a few, quite a few teams had a had a weekend off, even though there were a couple of catch-up matches. So we have some interesting results to break down, don't we, Michael? And how's it going? We certainly do have some interesting results to break down. And look, Matt, I could obviously be a, a, a lot better, could be in a bit more of a happier mood. I'm, I'm, I'm chirpy. I'm very, very happy. Look. As a UVA fan, very you happy. You know, it's... It's one thing to have, you know, one of my teams play in a cup final, but I had obviously Man United play City in the Man City in the FA Cup final, and then you know a week later had Inter in the Champions League final that just wrapped up against City. So I was hoping, you know, at least give me one of those, give me one, but you know, ultimately proved to be empty-handed. So. As always, next season. No, not, in the be- not in the best of moods, obviously. I <laughs> love seeing City win titles, and that's all that they seem to do these days. So, just got to live with it, unfortunately. Yep, that's it. And um, as I say, there's always next season. Probably not for Inter in the Champions League, I'd say. <laughs> maybe no, United in the no, FA Cup, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, look. I'm going to dream. You know, football is all about dreaming, mate. Hey, it's so. just like me with you, mate, winning any sort of European trophy, mate. We can always exactly. dream. We're in the co- we're in the Conference League, but are we going to win that? Probably not. So uh, like, you never know. You got to take it. I take it. Look at West Ham's. Look at West Ham's happiness of winning the Conference League. That first, I would take that as a UVA fan. Uh, Russ would give give me so much shit for saying that right there. He was trophy. banging on about West Ham. So any West Ham fan, yeah, that's Russ and tell him how much you love that Conference League or something, wasn't it? First trophy in forty three years. For, for yeah, West and then Ham. first European trophy in like sixty years or something like that. Yeah. It means a lot. West Ham fans tell Russ how much it means, mate, because he was uh, <laughs> off off camera. He was uh, uh, he was appalled at how uh, how how uh, he's like good on them for winning, but he just kept like um, he yeah. said like, mate, why do they have to celebrate for a week? He's like, <laughs> he's like Argentina celebrated less than that. So uh, yeah, if you're a West Ham fan, tell Russ what you think about West Ham and winning yeah. that title. <laughs> Let's get started. And talking about when Russ told me that was the match that I'm about to break down now, an absolute thriller. What is it between these two clubs, Michael? Just whenever they play, it's just um, you, you can never guarantee a certain result going into stoppage time. Let's leave it that way. Or or getting close to stoppage time. Well, actually, you know, at stoppage time in this one. It was Tigers 4, Canberra Croatia 4 at the AIS. Russ and I called this one. Canberra Croatia were arguably the better team in the first half. Ahmed Chaibu scored the opener 15 minutes into the contest as he got himself on the end of a great ball from Dominici. Struck at first time, but it was well cleared, and Lookman was not going to miss the follow-up um, from that. Tigers came out of the blocks much better in the second half. They ended up taking the lead with a minute, uh, within a minute of each other. Uh, the first goal came via Emilia Kishta from the penalty spot um, after a strong Daniel Sparrow challenge. Uh, it was a bit controversial at the time. Uh, just from the reactions I saw, Ogawa scored the second after this uh, to put his side in front after receiving the ball uh, from a silky back heel from uh, Kishta. So a bit of uh, skills there from Kishta. Croatia went level 18 minutes later due, uh, and got a penalty of their own after Ahmed Shaibu stepped up from the penalty spot for the second time because the first time it was superbly saved by Jacob Cole. However, the uh, linesman signaled that he came off his line early. Uh, to his and Tiger's dismay after the initial penalty as well. So both penalties 
uh, were received a bit controversially, um, more than most penalties are anyway. Um, so, yeah, that was it. That was a goal there for Croatia. Tigers restored their lead, though, 13 minutes later uh, from another penalty kick. This one was probably, uh, as Russ said, the more, uh, the least sort of argued about of the penalties. Uh, and Kishner took this one, and this time he went the opposite way because that's always one thing, right? When someone takes a penalty and it's always the same penalty taker and the same keeper, uh, you're always wondering which way do they go. This time Kishner went the other way uh, than, than he did the first time. Tigers doubled their lead as they performed a quick counterattack that ended up with Taneski pouncing on a save from Sam Brown to put it in the back of the net. Croatia half the deficit deep in stoppage time as Frank Greco pulled the ball back for Daniel Sparrow to smash a low ball into the bottom corner. Well taken there. And even deeper into stoppage time, uh, Frank Greco from the free kick neatly chipped it over the wall for David Cecilia to pounce with a header in the back of the net, literally right at the death here. What a match. Uh, one of the matches of the season so uh, of the season so far. So similar to that uh, second round match at Deakin Stadium earlier in the year at end of 3-2 with a lot of late drama and a couple goals in stoppage time as well. Uh, it's an important penalty for, uh, it's an important point for Canberra Croatia as they need to start picking up points uh, as they remain in, in sixth place. However, they are six points behind Monaro in fifth and eight points behind the top four. So still a bit of work for Canberra Croatia to do there to make up the gaps. A much better second half from Tigers compared to their first. They were more efficient um, in their play. They would be disappointed to drop two points in this one with uh, obviously the 4-2 lead going in stoppage time. However, despite only getting the draw, Tigers do go solely at the top of the table by one point as Olympic lost to Gungahlin, which we will mention later in the program. So, Michael, it's one of those matches. It's just absolutely insane. The you, you can let's just live this way. Before we go into stoppage time in a Tigers um in a Tigers Croatia match, expect a couple of goals because that's what we've seen the last couple the last two times they've played now. Absolutely, Matt. It's always utter chaos when these two teams meet, you know, goals galore as it proved to be in that encounter and it's just absolutely nuts. You can't count both of those teams out, uh, especially like you said, when it goes into stoppage time, you've got to expect some more goals uh, to be scored. And that's exactly what happened in this encounter. So well done to both teams on producing a great game of football, but nevertheless, Matt, we'll move on to the next MPL match that we had. And that was O'Connor Knights three nil against Tuggeranong United at O'Connor. It was a very assured performance from uh, the O'Connor Knights in this match against Tuggeranong, Matt. Heggie gave O'Connor the perfect start uh, against one of his former clubs, uh, obviously, after he found some space in the box to get off a header into the back of the net. And from that moment onwards, it obviously set O'Connor Knights on their way, having scored that early goal within the first 10 minutes. And it then saw them score their second goal three minutes before the break after Ihegi provided an outrageous assist for Manda to score into an empty net. Um, Matt, I don't know if you've seen the video of Guti's uh, backheel assist for Real Madrid. You know, if anyone, if any of our viewers have seen that assist as well, if you haven't, go check it out on YouTube because it was pretty much 
exactly like that. So he, he gets the goal. Sorry, he gets played through on goal. Looks like as if he's about to shoot, but he actually backheels the ball for uh, his teammate who then knocks the ball into an empty net. So it was very good improvisation on Ihegi's part for that goal. Great piece of skill and obviously meant that O'Connor Knights doubled their advantage at a really good time in the match before the halftime break. So they went in at 2-0. And, you know, O'Connor, I felt like they certainly didn't waste any time in the second half as Adams uh, scored the third goal of the game in the 56th minute, Matt, with a tap-in right in front of goal after an error from the goalkeeper. From that moment onwards, you know, they'll rue actually a couple of chances that they had to extend the scoreline beyond 3-0. Uh you know, they had a goal that was ruled out for offside and they also went on to hit the post a little bit later on as well. But obviously the scoreline stayed at 3-0 and that's how the game finished up. So obviously for Tungadog United, they their struggles continue. Uh, obviously they didn't find the back of the net as well, which won't boast them a lot of confidence. But for the O'Connor Knights, a 3-0 result, a clean sheet as well, and it sees them in third place on the MPL uh, table with 17 points. Matt, do you want to get into our next uh, encounter or happy for you to share any thoughts uh, on that result for O'Connor Knights before moving on? Yeah, important uh, point for O'Connor Knights, like you mentioned in the table there, especially since... The team in fifth place below them also got a victory, which I will get into now. Monaro Panthers with a massive 6-0 victory over West Canberra Wanderers on Saturday night at the Riverside. Dylan Deep-Jones, uh, one of the new signings for Monaro, opened the scoring on his debut. No real better way for, for that to happen, is there? Uh, as he came in for the corner and placed the loose ball in the back of the net in the 19th minute. Rocco Stricker after this, proceeded to score a hat-trick for the next three goals. All three goals, he was brilliantly brilliantly placed, well-positioned, uh, made the run to pounce on the opportunities that he found into the box. Stricker has now scored eight goals for the campaign, which means he's the third-highest goal scorer on the MPL goal-scoring charts, one behind Max Green and two behind Josh Golevsky. Just before halftime, Connor Minot-Smith uh, Smith scored a scintillating free kick as he struck the ball over the wall at the near post. Go check it out. Another cracking goal. Minot Smith knows how to score some free kicks, that's for sure. Uh, dominant first half from Monaro. Credit to Christian Nell in goals, though, for the Wanderers. He made numerous fantastic saves in this one. If it wasn't for him in that first half, um, arguably it could have been a lot more for Monaro. So Christian Nell in goals, yeah, definitely well done to him there. In the second half, Archie McGregor scored the only goal of that second half. In stoppage time, as he bundled it off a ricocheted, um, so after a ricocheted shot into the back of the net, it was a better second half from the Wanderers, though. Uh, definitely not their night, though, as Monaro in that first half just had their way. The Wanderers remain in eighth place, still to accrue, still yet to accrue their first points of the season. They still remain three points off Tuggies, who are in seventh. As mentioned before, very impressive display from Monaro, who continued their win-loss, win-loss, win-loss record. Um, as Russ mentioned uh, a couple times on the show, 
They looked on another level, though, in that first half from the Wanderers. It was an important victory because, as I mentioned before, they need to keep um, reach with the top four. Uh, they're still in fifth place with 15 points and only two points off the O'Connor Knights. So a lot to play for for Monaro there moving forward. Michael, what's our next matchup? And a match that we thought was going to be competitive in terms of the scoreline anyway. Oh, most definitely thought that this was going to be sort of one of the most competitive matches going into this week, uh, this week, most uh, recent weekend of fixtures. That's for sure, Matt. But it was certainly a shock result in terms of the scoreline. So Canberra Olympic nil, Gungahlin United 5, a huge win for the visitors on this occasion. Abbas, Max Green with a double, Gaspari and McLaughlin on the score sheet for Gungahlin United in this game. What a performance for Gungahlin United and a statement victory as well against one of the teams that have been excellent to start the season in Canberra Olympic. So Abbas gave Gunners the lead early in the sixth minute in this one. He's decided to chance his arm and go forward and it paid off with a neat left-footed finish into the far corner and that made it 1-0 for Gunners. Green made it uh, 2-0 in the 27th minute uh, through taking down a beautiful touch before producing a nice finish when he was one-on-one with the goalkeeper. He then doubled his tally and scored his side's third goal through a bit of a scruffier finish, to say the least, uh, compared certainly compared to his first goal, but it capped off a nice move uh, from the Gunners' outfit, and we all know how well they play football over there at Gungahlin United. In terms of, you know, going into the second half, their dominance continued, Matt. It, it wasn't just for the first 45 minutes and they sort of took their foot off the gas. They continued with that intensity. And, you know, in the second half, Gaspari made it 4-0 uh, after a spectacular free kick from just outside the area to make it 4-0, uh, leaving the keeper rooted to the spot. Beautifully found the far corner and it was hit at such a pace that it would have made it difficult for any keeper to sort of make their mind up to decide to dive and try attempt to save a ball like that because it was just hit with such pace and venom. McLaughlin rounded off the scoring mat in the 79th minute with the fifth goal, obviously a goal against one of his former clubs as well back in the day. Uh, one-on-one with the keeper. He managed to sort of just slide the ball underneath the attempts of the keeper trying to prevent it going in from the back of the net, but it found its way under the keeper and sort of just bounced in the goal. So it really capped off a five-star performance for Gungahlin United, scoring five goals, keeping the clean sheet as well. So that is a performance that they can be very, very uh, happy with and proud of as they maintain their status uh, in the uh, top four of the MPL standings. Uh, Matt, do you want to get into our round 10 fixtures for the upcoming MPL action? Yeah, and we've reached double digits now for the rounds of the MPL up to round 10 next week. We kick things off with West Canberra Wanderers against Canberra, Croatia, Saturday, June 17, 2.25 p.m. at Melrose Synthetic. Then we have Canberra Olympic against Tuggerong United, Saturday, June 17, 3 p.m. at O'Connor Enclosed. 
Gungahlin against Tigers, Saturday, June 17, 3 p.m. at AS Grassfield 2. And then last up on Super Saturday of MPL fixtures, every team's playing. It is Monaro Panthers against O'Connor Knights, Saturday, June 17, 5.45 p.m. at the Riverside. And now for our MPLW segment of the show, we kick off with our Friday night offering uh, this past weekend, Tuggeron United against Canberra Olympic, 6-0 to Canberra Olympic in this one. Olympic began the match with three goals in the first half. First, it was a brace from Madison Keisha for the first two goals. This was her first MPLW senior goal. Uh, as well for the 14-year-old. So congratulations to her for that. Olivia Gurney rounded out the score in the first half as she cut in from the wing and placed it at the far corner. To begin the second half, uh, Madison Keisha scored again for to make it a hat-trick for her. Uh, had the ball in the outside of the box and struck it at the far, at the far bottom corner. Nicole Jaloka rammed home the fifth goal after a bit of a back and forth from a corner, Rainy Niles was sent off in this one before the end of the match with a second yellow card. Elkare Tolu jumped highest for a really nice header to complete the scoring before the end of this match. An impressive victory for Canberra Olympic and also an important one on the ladder due to the other results of the weekend. They are now solely in first place, one point above second place Belconnie United and three points above tied for third place, Canberra Croatia and Gungali United. So not the first time we're going to mention it, but very, very close with three points separating the top four at the moment in MPLW. Not the best day at the office for Tyrone United, though, as they remain in eighth place with three points, one point uh, still eluding them between them and seventh place West Canberra Wanderers. Michael, who do we have next up? Next up, we have Gungahlin United, who managed to pick up a 3-1 win over ANUWFC. It was Chow with a double and Percival on the score sheet. For the home side and for the visitors, it was Douglas Oliver Oliveira. So it took time, a little time for the game to see a first real chance, but Chow produced a wonderful strike to give Gunners the lead from outside the box. Matt, it was a sensational goal. For any team to open the account for a game. So she'll be very happy with that goal. And then obviously she managed to score her second goal eight minutes later after a spot kick was awarded to Gunners, which she ultimately scored and converted. Uh, so it was 2-0 to Gungarland at this point in the 40th minute. So a very good time and a crucial time to get that second goal of the game. You know, ANUW certainly held their own in this match, you know, but their chances of a comeback were... Harder uh, once Percival struck in the 67th minute to make it 3-0 to Gungahlin United after she produced a fantastic header into the far corner. It was a really well-timed header uh, from a cross that was played into the box and she just managed to get the right amount of contact on the ball, which sort of fizzed into the far corner. But the visitors, you know, they managed to get themselves a consolation goal through Oliveira after a cross from the right side of the of the pitch that she put in towards the box, went towards the keeper, but unfortunately the keeper uh, spilled it through uh, her fingertips and went in to the back of the net. So it was the scoreline finished 
3-1 for Gungahlin United in this match, Matt. And, you know, it means that they're uh, in fourth place uh, with 17 points, obviously uh, tied with the likes of third-placed Canberra Croatia and second-placed Canberra Olympic. So it goes to show just how competitive and tight the MPLW is proving to be at this moment in time. Matt, what was our next uh, match? Obviously a huge match in terms of what was at stake and the visiting outfit on this occasion got a very big win. Yes, very big win for Belcon United. Um, fresh off the heels of their Fed Cup victory as well. I was there calling this one with Jeremy and Belco started the match with an impact, didn't they, as they opened the scoring in the fourth minute via captain Talia Backhouse, who stepped up from the spot kick and calmly placed it in the back of the net. Canberra Croatia leveled 24 minutes later as there was a bit of a scramble in the box for the ball. Uh, Rhiannon Fensom's first shot hit the post. However, she was able to grab the rebound, turn her marker and placed it. Uh, with the second attempt of the ball. Belconi United took the lead just before halftime as Talia Backhouse placed a nice ball over the top of the defence uh, for Riley Ewan, who ran down the wing and placed it across goal for Hattie Cram to finish off the play. Pressure weren't happy in the build-up to this one as they thought there was a, a handball from Bessie Reif-Muller uh, before... Uh, before Backhouse got the ball, referee Jacob Martin ruled otherwise, though. Belcon United extended their lead and ultimately the final goal of the game with 15 minutes to go as Bessie Reith-Muller ran on the end of a neat ball uh, back heel from Alina Roberts to place it past the keeper. Very well-built-up goal there. Canberra Croatia had the chance from the spot kick as Brittany Palombi placed it for the bottom right corner. However, it hit the post. And the and it rebounded off the back of the keeper and out. So that sort of summed up Canberra Croatia's afternoon as they hit the post something like, I believe it was four times in this encounter. They will probably feel they should have gotten more from this one on the moments alone. Uh, this loss means that Canberra Croatia drop to tied third place with Gungahlin United on 17 points, as we mentioned before. And they lead on goal difference. However, Gungahlin do have the catch-up match, and I believe it's midweek as well, with the opportunity to go higher than the reigning league champions. Uh, overall, though, huge victory for Belconi United as they leapfrog Canberra Croatia into second place, two points above them and only one point off first place Canberra Olympic, who are, of course, in first place. They also put themselves in a really nice position now of the very, very tight title race that we are seeing with the top four teams at the moment. And Jeremy also said in this one, I forgot how many games he said, but usually in the past insert number amount of games here, the first team to score in this encounter between Belco and Canberra, Croatia and the MPLW is the team that wins it. And that happened again, once again. So... The stats seem to be holding up at the moment. Big win for Belconnen United. It was also another big win for the CUA, Michael. Who did they beat in this one? Yeah, it was, Matt. It was a big win for them over West Canberra Wanderers away from home. So a 3-0 win for them. Goals from Bowman, Christopherson, and McQueenie. So CUA 
Matt, they continue their fine form so far this season with another win. Bowman gave them uh, the lead through a fantastic free kick from outside the area, a real load of quality in that strike, Matt. So for those that haven't seen it, should go and check it out. It was a great goal, you know. But in terms of just the first half overall, I thought, yeah, West Canberra Wanderers, they managed to make a good account of themselves with a decent performance going into the break, obviously only being one nil down. But when they came out for the second half, when CUA made it 2-0 after 68 minutes through Christopherson, uh, Christopherson, uh, when she produced a nice finish uh, from the left into the far corner, you know, that really sort of dampened West Canberra's hopes of potentially getting back into this match. And it was certainly made harder when McQueenie rounded off a solid performance for the Canberra United Academy after she placed the ball uh, in off the crossbar following a nice cutback that was played into her path. So another disappointing result for West Canberra Wanderers who seem to can't, they can't seem to get their season up and running. We know how tough this competition is and how good all of the sides are, but for CUA, they continue that good start to the year that we have been talking about. And they obviously just sit outside the top four, Matt, uh, in the standings. So they are in fifth place on 13 points, four points adrift. So they're doing very, very well. They're very close and they've just got to maintain those performances. And I'm sure that's what Matty Moore will want from his outfit. Matt, do you want to get into the round 10 fixtures for MPL? W, please. Yeah, of course. And uh, MPLW fixtures for round 10 are as follows. West Canberra Wanderers against Belcon United, Sunday, June 18, 12.45 p.m. at Melrose Synthetic. Next up is Canberra Croatia against Tuggeron United, Sunday, June 18, 2.30 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. Next up is ANU WFC against Canberra Olympics, Sunday, June 18, 3 p.m. at ANU South Oval. And then we have the CUA against Gungahlin United, Sunday, June 18, 3 p.m. at Hawker Football Centre. So Super Sunday there with everybody playing in the MPLW on a Sunday. Now into some CPL action with our first encounter, Matt. Wagga City Wanderers 2, ANU 3. So a huge result for ANU on the road in this match. Plogenes with a double for Wagga City and for ANU, it was Model and Manly with a double. So Wagga scored uh, the only goal of the first half via the ever-reliable Jake Polongas 20 minutes into the match. Uh, he managed to then score his brace to open the half, you know, uh, sending seven minutes in. That was his sixth goal of the campaign. His side's second top goal scorer, so it just goes to show the sort of form that he's in. ANU were not going to leave Riverina without a fight, though, Matt. And, you know, they halved the deficit through Max Model nine minutes later to make it 2-1. And then five minutes later, they managed to level the contest through Manly as he continued his scoring efforts. And he completed an incredible comeback for his side with eight minutes remaining by scoring his second goal. Uh in this match and it, you know, it just goes to show the incredible comeback 
you know, for ANU on this occasion, Matt, it's not easy ever coming back from 2-0 down away from home in Reverina, to say the least. So, you know, it's an important win for them as they leapfrog Queanbeyan into joint second place with Wagga on 15 points. And Wagga will be no doubt disappointed to give up the two-goal lead and their second place standing to ANU. Uh, however, you know, they do have the edge on goal difference over the university side and they now remain four points behind their Riverina rivals, Ugali, who are top of the table. So it just goes to show how competitive this league is, Matt. And, you know, it goes to show as well, even though Wagga having that 2-0 lead against ANU did not mean that that match was over by any stretch of the imagination. So ANU did well to obviously come back and they've put themselves right back in the mix to try and claim top spot and ultimately promotion. Matt, do you want to get into our next match? Because this was certainly a surprise result for a certain outfit, particularly on the road, which would have made things a lot tougher. But nevertheless, they got the three points. Yeah, big victory for Canberra Juventus here. 3-1 over Belconnen United. It was Belco, though, that opened the scoring at McKellar Park from new signing uh, Liam Ray, who joined from Tigers 29 minutes into this encounter. It was Canberra Juve, though, who would strike next uh, to go level as Nathan Matthews scored in the 35th minute. Juve wouldn't stop there, though, uh, as they were determined to pick up their second victory of the season, scoring twice in the second half to stun Belco away from home. The ever-reliable Nathan Duck scored in the 61st minute to give Juve the lead with his sixth goal of the campaign. The final goal was scored by Federico Proya to seal the victory for the CPL newcomers. Big loss for Belco, Belcon United as they slip to sixth place. This is only, and they're only three points off the top four, however. Uh, and they are now eight points off the first place tabletop as Ugali. And this is also uh, the Blue Devils' third loss in a row. So not the best of form recently for Belco, but as mentioned, they aren't too far off that top four. Huge victory for Jono Zalonado's side as they picked up their second victory of the campaign. This is also important as they close the gap with what as they keep the gap closed with White Eagles and they tie with them, both tied in second place. Sorry, in seventh place on points. However, they do trail a bit on goal difference. When you look at the table, though, Michael. Both of them are only four points behind Belcon and United, and they're both seven points behind the top four. Now, it might seem unlikely considering how both have started the season, but in in their own team talks, they would be thinking it's not too far away from the top four for either of them with so much to go in the season. So just looking at those points there after, after this victory from Canberra-Juve, despite the start for them and White Eagles, considering how everyone's beaten everyone at the moment, uh, you wouldn't be too surprised if either can upset a few teams and get themselves into that into that race. Regardless, though, well done to Canberra-Juve. Well-deserved victory at, the McKell- at McKellar Park. Absolutely, Matt. And, you know, moving on to our next encounter, it was Brindabella Blues 1, White Eagles 1, Gurney with the goal for the Blues and Lawrence with 
White Eagles. So Canberra White Eagles donned with some new signings in Ohio, Ashikia, uh, returning Jordan Kasia, Dean Tomeski, and Jack Bushch, uh, with some more to come, and uh, that did not play on Saturday. So they opened the scoring in the 13th minute with a great piece of uh, play, a nice ball over the top of the defence, uh, out wide for Zach Lawrence, who nearly, uh, sorry, who neatly uh, nipped the ball around his marker and ran around it, uh, completed his run uh, wide and placed it past the keeper at the far post. So it was a really nice goal there to give White Eagles the lead. Uh, Brindy's equalised 17 minutes later on the 30-minute mark after a nice piece of team play ended with David Gurney headering across goal uh, for the right uh, post. Another nice goal from uh, the Brindabella Blues on this occasion. So overall, it was a very close game on all accounts and it ended all square in the 1-1 draw. So the draw means for Brindies that they owe, that they take over uh, Belconnen by one point and are only two points off the top four. So they're right within striking distance there, Matt, for the top four. Whereas for White Eagles, they remain in seventh place, uh, tied with uh, Juventus, you know, with an advantage on goal difference. However, like Matt mentioned before, they are only four points off sixth place Belconnen and seven points off the top four. So never say never with how competitive this league is proving to be, Matt. A couple of wins means you'll be right up there competing for the top four and who knows, even beyond that. So well done to both of those teams putting on a hard-fought performance. Obviously, none of those teams getting three points, which they would have really liked, but that didn't take away any of the quality that was displayed from both sides. Matt, do you want to get into our next match? A huge result and statement from the CPL league leaders against a very, very tough opposition. Yeah, Ugali continue their winning ways at home and just in general as well. Uh, they open the scoring in the ninth minute uh, with a nice piece of team play, which was ended by Darren Bailey cutting it back for Joe Priest to sort of nutmeg the keeper. Ugali double their lead in the 36th minute as a very quick counter-attack from Ugali, um, punished Queenian via Josh De Rossi, who completed that play. The Griffith Bayside scored again to make it 3-0 five minutes into the second half. Due to another counter-attack, this time Mason Donadell picked up the ball and ran very close to nearly the entire of the pitch to square it for Joe Priest to finish it for his brace. What a run from Donadell there. A chip from Marco Savkovic in the box, rebounded back for Nico Abbott to nicely strike Queanbeyan's first goal of the match with 21 minutes remaining in the encounter. Unfortunately for Queanbeyan, though, any chance of a comeback was ended abruptly as Joe Priest scored his hat-trick and Ugali's fourth two minutes later. Ruben Donadell made a great run down the wing for this one dribbled inside and squared it for Mason Donadell. Tough loss for Queenbean, though, as they lose their second match in a row and drop to fourth place. One point behind Wagga and ANU and now five points off first place Ugali. Ugali extend their unbeaten run to seven games. The last time they lost was against Queenbean City in round two. 
They also continue their winning streak at Solomad Stadium. They haven't lost or drawn a game there. They extend their lead at the top of, top of the table, as mentioned before, uh, to four points over Wagga and ANU and five points over Queenby. And so Ugali, Michael, are on an absolute roll and are on and are at the summit at the moment of the CPL, the current standard bearers. Yes, they are, but they they're playing exceptional football at the moment, and the confidence within that group is it is sorry, it's at an all time high with how well they've played and some of the results they've picked up as well, and some big results too, especially in this game against Queanbeyan, goes to show that you know they're a real threat to gain promotion to MPL this season. So I'm sure they're not going to want to let that slip and they'll want to continue this form for as long as they can until the end of the season. But Matt, I'll get into the CPL round 10 fixtures before we sign off for episode 82 today. Wagga City Wanderers will play host to Canberra Juventus Saturday, June 17 at 2.15 at Gissing Oval. We then have a big clash between Queanbeyan City and ANU Saturday, June 17th, 3 p.m. at High Street. Canberra White Eagles will take on league leaders, Yulgali. Saturday, June 17th, 3 p.m. at Woden Park and Close. Before, lastly, it's Belconnen United up against the Brindabella Blues. Saturday, June 17th, 3 p.m. at McKellar Park. So some really good fixtures in this upcoming round for CPL, Matt. Yeah, look, there certainly is. And we mentioned how competitive it is at the moment in CPL. Everyone can beat everyone. So I'm really looking forward to some of those matches there. And some of these matches as well are sort of near must wins in terms of how how much they can be there right at the end. All right, that is us done for episode 82 of the Canberra Football Show. Wrapping up everything around nine, Michael, any last words as we leave uh, besides you still being down from Inter's loss in the Champions League final? <laughs> Man, don't forget Man United's loss as well. I'm still not over that too. But um, Look, I'm really looking forward to some of the fixtures uh, across the three leagues uh, this coming weekend, Matt. Obviously, the one that we just touched on with sort of Queanbeyan and ANU will be a really good one. Obviously, I think White Eagles against Ugali as well will be will be a great match too. Obviously, White Eagles looking to get themselves up the table in and around that sort of top four picture. And we've obviously got, you know, I think a great game between Monaro and O'Connor Knights in the MPL out there at Riverside. So that's at 5.45 as well. So you can catch one of the earlier games at 3pm and then make your way over to Riverside to watch Monaro and O'Connor. And for MPLW, you know, there's some great games uh, going on there as well. CUA versus Gungahlin United for me will be one of the ones to keep an eye on too. So some great fixtures coming up and can't wait to break it down next time on the show. Certainly there's a lot of matches to look forward to. That was episode 82 of the Canberra Football Show. Enjoy your weekend, everybody, and more importantly, enjoy the football.